Welcome to Coordinated Strike. As always, I'm your host, Joe, and I am pumped for the other side by Weird Miniatures. Uh, I have been playing a whole bunch of games recently, and I have been doing some new and exciting things with them. And I wanted to share that with you today, and so I am very excited. We are going to have a tremendous talk about uh, a part of the game that I am really delving into recently, and it has really uh, expanded my love for the game uh, even more than I thought was possible, because I was pretty well, you know, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then this just kind of like blew my mind. So we're going to talk stratagems and stratagem decks and really how they interact and work, particularly at the two-commander standard game size level. A uh, couple of things that are very important to note is stratagem decks exist at the one-commander level. Uh, they are incredibly powerful at that stage, but because of how the other side scales in that it limits your tactic token acquisition at lower points level uh, because you're only getting four at the start of every turn as opposed to six and you're really only replenishing with your commander between two and three depending on which commander you take sometimes as little as one averaging out to about two you really don't get as much opportunity to take stratagems continually uh, at the uh, the single commander level. At the dual commander level, at two commanders, um, or what's kind of the standard game size, you really start to see the stratagem deck mechanics take hold, uh, become incredibly powerful and incredibly diverse ways to kind of ignite how your army plays, get you out of bad spots, get you into dominant positions. It really is a full extension of your army, and I urge you to consider it almost as much as you're considering your list building when going into a matchup. Uh, so that's kind of where we're going to go at it today. So the stratagem deck themselves, uh, let's go into how you construct one of those. So, you're going to select six stratagem cards. And your faction will have a number of them. Most factions have, uh, at present day, about eight of them. You can see those options right on uh, the other side website from Weird Miniatures. Uh, down on down in there, you can see the stratagems uh and I want to go go over the the deck construction portion of the stratagem deck and the the stratagem phase as a whole. So you'll notice the cards themselves. Stratagem cards will have the name, the allegiance, which can purchase the stratagem on them. They will have a tactical cost, i.e., how many tactics tokens. Uh, must be discarded in order to purchase the stratagem and the effect what the stratagem does. Beginning of the game, each player is going to create a stratagem deck containing six stratagems. The allegiance listed on the stratagem must match the allegiance or allegiance type of the player's chosen allegiance. A player may look through the stratagem deck at any time. May look through their stratagem deck at any time. Beginning of each turn, a player may purchase any number of stratagem cards. 
purchase a stratagem card, you select one from the deck, reveal it to the opponent, and discard the number of tactics tokens equal to the cost of the stratagems. If the player has less victory points than the opponent, the tactical cost of her stratagem cards is reduced by one. Once purchased, stratagem cards are placed in the player's hand, but are not considered to be fate cards and cannot be discarded by game effects. Before choosing a unit to activate, a player may resolve a stratagem card in their hand. When a stratagem is resolved, remove uh, it is removed from the game unless it states otherwise. Some of them will recycle back into your hand. So these are very powerful effects. So if you are coming to the other side or looking at the other side and you have played uh, War Machine or Hordes, these may feel a little similar to feats or a part of a feat and they they serve a similar functionality in that they are something to help unbalance the game in your favor uh, for a limited period of time in exchange for a specific set of circumstances so like uh, the, the the caster I'm most familiar with in War Machine and Hordes is Krios 1 and for those that don't know, Krios 1 has an incredibly powerful effect uh, in War Machine and Hordes, which is basically he gets to knock everything down in his control radius. So his control radius is 14 inches. Every enemy unit uh, that is capable of being knocked down is knocked down when he, when he feeds. And his feet is on his activation. He declares it, and then all that stuff is knocked down. He can do it once per game. So in a lot of in a lot of ways, the stratagem deck provides similar functionality. Uh, and if you've played with Grimkin, again, similar functionality. Portions of a feat offer some counterplay. Your opponent is going to know about what you've selected, not necessarily what is in your deck. So a couple of key points: you have your ones for your specific faction, and you have access to the ones for your specific syndicate portion, i.e. Earth. So when you're playing Abyssinia, you are Abyssinia and you're Abyssinian Earth. So you would also have access to the Earth stratagems for your stratagem deck. And so you can mix and match. And so similarly with uh Malifaux, if you're if you're gibbering hordes, you are gibbering hordes Malifaux. So you will have access to the Malifaux stratagems as well. So let's get into the stratagems themselves. So we're gonna pick six of them. And they're gonna be pretty well key in how we execute our game plan and how we can help counter what our opponent is doing or, or has done to us. So we're going to start with Abyssinia again because they're near and dear to my heart and we'll get into everybody's as we kind of go along just so you guys are familiar a little bit with the stratagems themselves. So in Abyssinia you have a very strong stratagem called Activate Defensive Coils. Base cost three. Uh, it states enemy fire teams within two inches of one or more of this company's fire teams suffer a strength one hit. Units with any fire teams that lose one or more models gain a shaken token. 
So let's talk about setting this one up. So if I am facing an opponent that has that is playing a very melee centric force. So I'm playing gibbering hordes. I'm playing uh, melee centric uh, burning man. I'm playing melee centric into the mirror. This gives me the opportunity for three tactics tokens in most cases. If I'm down points one, if I take the Lord of Steel because he discounts the stratagems by one, really looking at two to just do a whole bunch of hits to everything that has engaged me with a strength one hit. So cool things here. I don't, I'm not rolling to hit. It's just automatically hitting. I'm simply flipping to do damage. So these would be cheatable. You could utilize your tactics tokens on them and you're denigrating the, the coordination of the units themselves that you're facing because any of the fire team's units that lose a model, that unit themselves is going to gain a shaken token. So you really help denigrating the, the, the enemy's army. Uh, you're going to be able to plow through your deck if you've set this up right. This can be an incredibly powerful tool to have in your toolbox. My current strategy with this particular card is I am purchasing it in turn one. It is my first purchase of the game. Uh, Abyssinia, particularly the list that I've been building, have a tremendous amount of card draw. I don't need as many cards in hand at the start of the game. I would rather make sure that I have this exactly when I need it, when there's the most opportune time. Perhaps I can have my opponent forget about it because they'll have seen it at the beginning of the game. And then I won't have used it until a more opportune point, and they may, you know, execute their game plan of, of rolling forward, getting engaged, and then I get a whole bunch of free hits. So, that's kind of how I like to think about this particular stratagem card. So for me, this is in nearly every single deck. Um, even if I'm playing King's Empire, I'm going to want to engage them, and then this gives me a reward for getting into their face. So I'm executing my game plan, and I'm reinforcing it. So activate defensive coils. I don't really see too many games where this is not going to at least get you some value by having it in your deck as an option to choose. Lion among the gazelles. Okay, this is one of the most powerful abilities in the game. Uh, it is essentially an, a reactivation of a commander. Uh, you can play the stratagem. You choose a friendly commander that has already activated this term. So your order of operations is very important with Lion Among the Gazelles. Uh, the friendly commander may activate again this turn and must be activated after the stratagem resolves. So he gets to activate again this turn. He does so immediately after you resolve the stratagem. Uh, the commander does not generate tactics tokens on this additional activation. Place the stratagem back in your stratagem deck. So instead of getting discarded like Activate Defensive Coils does, this goes immediately back into your stratagem deck. You can pull it out again, rebuy it, and then that process repeats. Incredibly powerful 
again, because of how Abyssinia is designed, uh, the Lord of Steel loves this particular one. Um, he's also giving you a minus one to purchase. So while it's standardly four, if Lord of Steel is alive and available, it's three to purchase. And if you're down points, it goes to two. So really a powerful card at a great discounted price. So something to think about while when you're playing. Uh, Lion of the Mind Gazelles, again, is one of those I think just always goes in your stratagem deck. Activate Experimental Systems. This is probably the coolest looking stratagem in Abyssinia and probably the one that on the table has the most variance in usability. Alright, so when you play the stratagem, you choose a friendly titan in play. It immediately takes the action below. Place a 120mm gauze marker, gauss marker, touching any board edge, but not touching any fire teams. Any fire teams at least partially between this fire team and the gauze marker must make a speed versus 12 duel or suffer a strength 4 piercing hit. Then discard the gauze marker. So it sounds awesome. You can line up some epic shots potentially where you're getting a ton of the enemy fire teams. Hopefully none of yours. They're making a bunch of speed checks versus 12. And really you're just forcing the opponent to take a lot of checks. And maybe they won't even take a damage at all from this. Or it could be incredibly devastating. It is so swingy that if you have Titans in your list, sure, you can put it in there. I don't recommend buying unless it's it's critical to you. Uh, or you, you really need like a Hail Mary play. Because the variance on it is so high, I, it's just... It's cool, and when it works, it's awesome. But most of the time, at least for me, it hasn't worked. So... Your mileage may vary. Try it out uh, if you want. This is probably in about 50% of my decks. Emergency Repairs. Again, another one if you have Titans uh, or you have a Titan in the list. I am I am a fan of having this if you're taking a Dreadnought. If you're taking at least one Dreadnought, I think this one becomes an automatic take. Uh... With this one, when you play the stratagem, you summon a friendly titan that was killed into play in your deployment zone. Attach two assets uh, with a script cost of three or less to the titan. Or, when you play the stratagem at any time, or you may play the stratagem at any time, ignore all damage that was done to the titan. If at least three damage was ignored in this way, draw two cards. So it's either something to keep your titan alive, or something to bring back a titan that died. It's pretty neat. It does it does some cool cool things for you. It's cost for. Uh, it's good if you have a Titan. If you're not taking Titan on the list, there's no reason for you to have this in your in your deck. So again, this is a good addition if you're bringing a Titan. If not, don't bother. An honorable death. You may play this stratagem when a friendly commander is killed. If it is not need to be, it does not need to be played when you can normally play stratagems. If your opponent kills your commander, you gain one victory point. So this is what I call an equalizer card. So typically in most of the stratagems, you or most of the operations, you're going to give your opponent two points if they kill your commander. They're going to get two points. 
in this way you are only really they're only really netting one because you're netting a point for having had this so I like it as an option in the deck if your commander you think is going to be a target this game uh, and vulnerable so if you if you're facing somebody that you know is kind of a commander hunter uh you know gibbering hordes really falls into this category particular hormatanji he is he is built to go hunt characters and built to go hunt commanders honorable death kind of makes that prospect a little more daunting for him in that he's not gaining as much for going after your commanders uh it's a fine addition to a deck. It's probably a first cut for me. Uh, I don't, I don't use it too often anymore. Early on, it was one that I'd always put in the deck, and now it's one that I rarely am, am putting in there, just because I wanted my. For me, the best thing is for my commanders not to die. Uh, your mileage may vary. Maybe you want yours to die. <laughs> All right, machinations. Machinations is. Interesting power. Alright, so for the remainder of the turn, all friendly units may take a morale action in addition to any other actions they can take. All friendly units uh, may take the following action for the remainder of the turn. Part of the plan. Add one suit of your choice to the actions this fire team takes this, to the next action this fire team takes this turn. Uh, it's Abyssinia. It is total cost six. It is an incredibly powerful ability, particularly when you're thinking about, you know, you can use this in addition to a melee action on a rush. You can use this in addition to, you know, you can clear something off and then you can flip the objective. You can set up exactly uh, the trigger that you need because you've got part of the plan. Uh, and can auto-trigger your ability. It's a really good cost six. It costs six. You're going to maybe use it once a game. And you've got to set it up for it to count, and you're spending six tactics tokens on it, and that is a lot. That is a lot for what in many cases seems like a win-more card. Uh... I have not included Machinations much, and I don't think I've... In the times I've included it, I've never purchased it out of the deck. Uh, so, I think this one has potential in specific lists. Uh, I think if you're bringing things like Thrace, who is providing extra tactical tokens, if you're bringing a Computational Brain, if you're running uh, Casa over... Uh, Lord of Steel, in addition to Anafi, you know, just having access to more tactics tokens in general, uh, I think Machinations becomes a little more palatable. Not a ton more, but a little more palatable at its cost. You can, you can run it better and still have options in game. I'm not sold on it. Detonate Soulstone. Uh, this is a neat one. It's a nice little cheap, Cost two with Lord of Steel, it cost one. Yes, that means if you're down points and you have Lord of Steel, this would cost zero, so it'd be a free one. Uh, 
Nice little thing to have. Basically with this one, when you play the stratagem, choose a friendly fire team. All enemies within Pulse 6 of the friendly fire team suffer a strength 5 hit. Then kill the chosen fire team. So basically they blow up suicide bomber style. Uh, it is a powerful little effect. Uh, it's cheap for what it is, which is a basically strength 5 area attack. Uh I like it. I I think that that one has a lot of uh, tactical flexibility and something that I'd put in a deck quite often. Overclocked. Abyssinian specialty. So you take an action on a friendly prototype card without discarding a card, or uh, you attach a prototype asset not currently in play on a friendly unit to a friendly unit that does not have a prototype asset. Then, instead of removing the stratagem from the game, you may discard a card. If you do so, place the stratagem back in your hand. It cannot be played again this turn. Overclocked gives you a lot of flexibility with your prototypes. Let you put a different one onto the board. It lets you play the prototypes for free without having to discard cards. It lets you keep it in hand and do some shenanigans every turn. I like Overclocked. Uh, I think it should be in most of your decks because you're pretty much always going to have prototypes. Because if you're playing Abyssinia, you're getting two per commander that you're taking in a game on your side friendly. So in two commander game, you're getting four. And they're kind of integral to the design. So I like this one in your deck and I think you should be using it. And that is Abyssinia proper. So let's take a quick peek at Earthside Stratagems. Alright, Earthside Stratagems. Here we get some incredibly powerful abilities. They are expensive, but you are paying for the power that you are getting. Uh, behind enemy lines, summon a friendly squad with cost 6 or less in the enemy's deployment zone. Give it two reinforcement tokens. The summon squad must be one that could have been hired by your commander at the start of the game. So you get to dump a unit into the enemy backfield. It is supported by two reinforcement tokens. It is summoned so it cannot take uh, morale action on the turn that it comes in. However, uh, it still can move. It still can receive orders. Uh, it still can just blow some stuff up. Uh, with Abyssinia, typically this is going to be a uh, unit of crow runners. So it lets you, against things like gibbering hordes, who are going to have a, a natural attrition advantage, as that's kind of their game plan, uh, or against a king's empire, it gives you a little more trickery, it gives you some more mobility, and it helps you win some of the attritional battle a little bit better. Uh, a little bit easier, just be just by the nature of how it's how it's built and designed. So this this to me is a must take uh, in most uh, most every deck. Defensive formation: every squad in the company within three of another friendly unit gains a reinforcement token. So if you've got a bunch of infantry that you're running and you want to make sure that they've got their reinforcement tokens, defensive formations is a good one to add to the deck. Uh, I think it's fine for Abyssinia. Uh, I think King's Empire may utilize this a little better. Uh, I've run it. 
I haven't bought it very often. Uh, Unwavering Resolve. You may only play the stratagem in lieu of cheating a fate card from your hand. When you do so, the card counts as a card with a value 15 in every suit. Place the stratagem back in your stratagem deck. Basically, it gives you a super red joker. Uh, it's pretty good for cost 4, but it is cost 4. Medic. Uh, you may flip one asset on one of your commanders. Place the stratagem back in your stratagem deck. It's cost 2. It can help keep a commander alive. Uh, particularly out of sequence. So, it's good for that. Uh, Manifest Destiny. If at least three of your company's units have a fire team completely on the opponent's side of the board, immediately gain one victory point. Place the stratagem back in your deck. So, if you can get across the into the opponent's side, and you've got this one, again, at a low cost of three, you can start giving yourself victory points. It's one of those equalizer cards. I like it. And that's what Earth brings to us. So that's kind of the the stratagem deck uh, available to Abyssinia. Uh, that's the stratagem deck available to the Earth factions, uh, the Earth ones. So let's talk quickly about King's Empire. So King's Empire stratagem deck, you've got perfect accuracy. When you play a stratagem, move an objective marker in play up to five inches. If it ends in base contact with one or more of your friendly fire teams, you may choose one. You may choose one and have its... If it ends in base contact with more friendly fire teams, you may choose one and have its unit flip to glory. So, this one can be incredibly powerful in different games, because you're physically changing the strategy. The operation. You are moving the location of an objective marker. And in certain operations, the objective marker's points may be determined by its physical location. So, you can do incredibly powerful things like changing the value of that marker from for your opponent, or changing its value to you. Again, it costs four. Not bad at all. This, to me, is high up on the priority list for purchase. I would almost buy this turn one for most King's Empire. Uh, I think it's that important to have. And you want to make sure you have it on a turn where you need it. God Save the King. You may only play the stratagem when an opponent plays a stratagem. The cost... They cost the same or fewer tactics tokens than this stratagem. Cancel the effect of the other stratagem that's just played. So you, this is the first cancel card that we've seen in the other side for stratagems. It just negates it. So any cost for or fewer, like lions amongst the gazelle, those type of things, you can cancel. You can just go, boom, you're not getting that. You don't get to, you're gonna to get to have fun this game. King's Empire. Oh, the faction of no fun. It's great. If you like blue, if you like blue, if you're a magic player and you like blue, you're gonna love you some, uh, some King's Empire. They are control incarnate. And even their stratagem deck follows suit. False flag operation. Uh, you may play the stratagem. When you play the stratagem, target an enemy non-commander squad. 
You must activate the target squad after this stratagem resolves. The target counts as being a squad in your company for the duration of its activation. Activating the squad in this manner does not prevent the opponent from activating the target squad as normal this turn. So again, control, you're taking over an enemy unit. An enemy non-commander squad. Cost 5, incredibly powerful. You can pull somebody out of position. You can take their objective. You can do all kinds of nasty stuff. What's really interesting is, let's say that I've activated a unit. I've taken over an objective. I've activated it. You then play this. You activate, flip it to you, because it counts as in your control. My unit now has no... I'm... I've already activated for the turn there. So you you used my guys to make me waste resources. And then you're going to get the benefit of them being there as opposed to me being there. And you're going to get the points and I'm not. Oh, King's Empire, so good. You are the control faction. That, again, another high mark. But again, these are these are very powerful effects, but let's keep in mind that these are a cost five, uh, God save the king cost four, capture the flag cost four. Artillery strike cost four. When you play the stratagem, place a 50 millimeter artillery marker anywhere on the board, not touching a fire team. If this is not the first time, if this is not the first time this turn that you've played the stratagem, discard either a card or a tactics token. After placing the marker, you may choose to launch an artillery strike. If you do so, every fire team within five inches of one or more artillery markers must make a speed versus 12 duel or suffer a hit with strength five. Penetration flips from the strike may not be cheated. If you do not launch the artillery strike, return the stratagem to your hand. Otherwise, remove it from the game. So this is probably one that you want to get, if you want to get maximum value, to me, you're looking at this being your early game purchase. And you're just placing the markers out. Nearly every turn. Or within the same turn. And you're just loading up these markers on the board so that when you do launch your artillery strike, it is massive and hits nearly the opponent's entire entire force. I really like this stratagem. I wish Abyssinia had it. That's that's what I wish. Bloody their noses! Finally a cheap one for King's Empire. This is cost two. When you play this stratagem, target enemy unit flips from glory. So... Like with Abyssinia. Abyssinia, we have to beat somebody by six in a duel. In a duel that we control, where we're the active active person. We're the, we're the attacker. We've got to beat that duel by six. And then you can just flip us from glory for two tactics tokens. That is... <laughs> it's sadness. Such sadness. Another cheap one. Keep calm and carry on. When you play the stratagem, choose a friendly unit in glory. 
that unit flips from glory and may activate this activation, even if it has already activated this turn. So they they get a cool this is a cool ability. This is a cool risk reward. So if you have to have a friendly unit in glory, which means you have to have a friendly unit that killed something. That unit flips from glory and may activate this activation, even if it's already activated this turn. So you can get a double turn out of a unit. As long as it flipped to glory for only two tactics tokens. That is massive. That's an incredible ability. This should be in every single one of your decks if you're a King's Empire player. And you should be buying it and you should be using it because getting a, being able to activate a unit again is incredibly powerful. It is, it is a good amazing equalizer effect against things like to bring Horde's Recursion or Burning Man's Alpha Strikes. These are strong things. You should be using them. You should be looking at this phase of the game. It is critical to your success. Overwatch. When you play this stratagem, choose a friendly unit. It may take an action targeting the last enemy unit to activate this turn. If the action is successful, place the stratagem back in your hand instead of removing it from the game. It may not be played again this turn. So you get a free... You get a free action to target the last enemy unit to activate this turn. That's pretty good. Particularly if you're using it on something like the King's Hand Titan. Where it's going... You know, it's just shooting... Shooting again and again and again and again and again... At something that may have just come closer to it. Or tried to get away from it. Pretty awesome. I like Overwatch. And if it's successful, you get to, you get to have it in your hand again for next turn. That's solid. That's a good one. Finally, perfect accuracy. When you play this stratagem, target a friendly squad, it may immediately take a ranged action that may ignore range. The action gains the following trigger. Powerful shot. This act, It's a margin of three. This action immediately gains plus one strength. This trigger can be declared multiple times. Instead of removing this stratagem from the game, you may discard a card. If you do so, place the stratagem back in your hand. It cannot be played again this turn. So you get an infinite ranged gun with powerful shot for three tactics tokens. King's Empire are really good. Their stratagem deck makes them even better. And you remember, you can still take the earth stuff, so if you want to get your squad, you can. Uh, if you want to activate another unit again, on top of the other activated unit again card, you can. Some great things on the Earth side. So don't worry, kids, don't worry. We're going to talk about Malifaux and the denizens of it, the gibbering hordes, and the cult of the Burning Man. So let's get to them real quick. Let's talk stratagems. And stratagem decks. 
Gibbering hordes, we're looking at you now. Looking at you now. Alright, so preface with gibbering hordes. Gibbering hordes stratagem deck, unlike a lot of these stratagem decks, is more centered around your commander choices than it is your unit choices. Uh, with things like King's Empire and Abyssinia, much more built around how you've built your list. Jivering Hordes, it kind of goes, how did you take your commanders? Which commanders do you have on the board? So, perfect point in case. Tide pools are great. They really are. They are, they are a nice bit of terrain that causes uh, bonuses to your army, negatives to your opponent's army. They go to 11 if you have Storm Siren. Because when Storm Siren glories, they become hazardous three pools of 120mm bases that just litter the field. And so Heavy Rains, which is creating a friendly tide pool terrain piece anywhere on the board, not touching any enemy fire teams, place a stratagem back in your deck is huge with her. It is amazing. It is incredible if you have a gloried storm siren on the field. It is okay if you don't have storm siren in your list. So I think must take with storm siren, less of a must take with everyone else. Still useful, not amazing. Feeding frenzy. Feeding Frenzy is the one that I will say is almost universally always awesome. All friendly units gain an Inspired token. They may immediately reinforce. So you can just inspire your entire force for cost three. Love this one. This one is almost always in my deck. Onslaught. Target a friendly non-commander squad. Immediately receives the Rush Order. This unit does not count as this unit's activation for the turn. Cost four. I love this one. This is a good one. Again, base one just goes on the deck. Because you're playing Jibbering Hordes, you're going to have a squad or two. Them getting a free rush is never a bad thing. Especially if it doesn't count as their activation. Again, things that let you do more things are amazing. Thunderstorm! When you play this stratagem, take the following action targeting any enemy fire team on the board. So this is kind of more of precision strike. Lightning strike. It is a magic attack. It is seven with a mask versus speed. Strength two or strength four if the target is in base contact with a tide pool. Uh, it comes automatically with trigger. Move target up to three inches in any direction. Instead of removing the stratagem from the game, you discard a card. If you do so, place the stratagem back in your hand. It cannot be played again this turn. It's cost four. I am not a huge fan of this one. It's really cool. However, it versus my least favorite thing on the planet as a stat to go against, which is speed, because speed in this game is typically very high. It's only strength two. At most, it's strength four. Base. It has a little movement portion to it, but it's not. For four points, there are better things you can do. This is a this is almost a never buy for me. Squall. 
when you play this stratagem, all enemy units gain a pin token. Four. I like Squall. Squall can be devastating. Because Squall can limit mobility, it limits reinforcement, makes your attrition advantage stick. I like it. I think Squall is I think Squall's a good one. Spawning Moon. When you play this stratagem, choose a friendly egg clutch fire team in play. Discard any number of tactics tokens. You may summon a friendly gibbering horde squad with one fire team into base contact with the egg clutch. The summon squad's cost cannot exceed two times the number of discarded tactics tokens. Once complete, kill the chosen egg clutch. Cost one. This can be good depending on what you have in your collection. Um, some super fun things to do. So if you discard two with this, you get either barbed crawlers or speckled crawlers. If you discard three, you can have uh, Yurizaki. If you discard four, you can have Karakinu or Stripe Skulkers. That's that's what you can get. Es- essentially, not not bad. Uh, f- also, if you also again, if you discard the four, you could also get armored whelks. So, if you're taking the egg clutches, and you want to be cheeky, this is a this is a good way to be so. Um, I think it's a viable stratagem. I definitely think it's one that probably should be in your deck, just for the threat, particularly if you're taking that egg clutch. Or a Karakinu who can utilize the... who can make egg clutches and, and let you utilize this a little bit. Uh, Alter the Deep. When you play the stratagem, choose a friendly squad, gain a number of tactics tokens equal to half the remaining number of models in the squad, round it up, Kill every fire team in the squad. Cost two. If you need a big dump of tactics tokens, this is a good way to do it. Particularly, maybe if you've just done gotten that squad from, uh, you know, spawning vessel, and you and you did one of those those big ones, you know, you can net some net some additional. It's it's a thought. I'm not a huge fan of Alter the Deep. Somebody's going to make really good use out of it. I I haven't been able to use it too good. Cut them off. This is a neat one. When you play the stratagem for the remainder of this activation phase, friendly units can discard a reinforcement token off enemy units for the survival of the fittest ability instead of killing a friendly fire team. So you can glory off opponents' reinforcement tokens. It sounds really neat. I think in a hordes-on-hordes matchup, this could be uh, the card that kind of breaks your opponent. So I like it in specific matchups. This is not in every game for me. We're back to Heavy Rains. So let's talk about what they have available from the Malifaux stratagems. Let's let's just go right to the big one. Disorienting spell. You play this stratagem, you name an order. So you're either naming advance, rush, 
or focus effort. When the opponent next has the option to activate a unit this turn, they must instead pass without discarding a card. This force pass does not count when determining whether or not the activation phase ends. When the opponent next gives an order this turn, it cannot be the named order. Place this stratagem back in your deck. Cost 3. This is an incredibly powerful ability, and I think it should be in every single one of your decks, because it gives you tremendous control. You are stopping them activating. On their next activation, you are removing an option, which if you're looking correctly at the board, you can remove the most critical option for their first activation, which they finally get to take after you've had an activation. And if you set it up properly, you could go from a coordinated strike into they have nothing into them into you activating one additional unit. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's it's a very good very good stratagem. You should have it in your deck. I'll reveal the horrifying truth. Target three units anywhere on play. Each unit gains a shaken token. If any of the units has all of its fire teams completely on your side of the table and it is in glory, uh, flip that unit from glory. I like this one. Uh, I think it is tactically useful. I can see situationally where it's not going to be great, like into the Burning Man matchup where they want to have shaken tokens. But it can be also good there if you're playing Burning Man because it doesn't say enemy units, it just says units. So you can give your own units uh, shaken tokens in this way. Something to think about. Ah, Fear Behind the Ice, great one. When you play the stratagem, all enemy units with at least one fire team engaged with a fire team, it considers an enemy gains a shaken token. Cost three. Great way, if you're playing a melee force like Gibbering Hordes, to reinforce your advantage. Reinforce your style of play by making them worse by you just doing what you do normally. Domination. If at least one enemy unit has been killed this turn, gain one victory point. Place the stratagem back in your stratagem deck. Cost three. I like this one a lot, particularly in the type of builds that I've been running for Gibbering Hordes. And unchecked magic. When you play the stratagem, target a friendly squad. A friendly fire team in that unit may take an action. Once this action is complete, you may discard a card to target a squad that has not been targeted by the stratagem. A fire team in that target squad may then take an action. You may do this as many times as you wish, following the restriction. And spontaneous healing. Uh, you may flip one asset on one of your commanders. Place a stratagem back in your stratagem deck. Cost two. Great utility out of the uh, the Malifo Malifo cards. And we're gonna wrap it up with the cult himself. Cult of the Burning Man. Last but not least, we're going to go over your stratagems. The approaching convergence cost four when you play the stratagem. Create a friendly portal marker anywhere in play. Place the stratagem back in your deck. Portal markers are great, uh, particularly if you're playing a pure burning man. I think this is a good... Uh, 
particular, and particularly if you're playing Adioptos, this is a very good stratagem to take. Uh, Burning Man descends, again, cost four. Place the top six of your face cards into the conflict, resolving the, resolve below in the order of each suit discarded. On a tome, you draw a card. On a crow, you give a unit a shaken token. On a mask, move a friendly portal marker one inch. Uh, if it comes into contact with a friendly fire team, that fire team may immediately use that portal marker. Choose one, on a ram, you choose one fire team. It takes a strength hit equal to the number of rams discarded. As long as the strength wasn't zero, repeat the process by choosing a new fire team that suffers the previous hit minus one. So if you end up discarding, if you end up with six rams, you can do a strength six, a strength five, a strength four, strength three, and a strength two, and then a strength one, which is pretty good. Time Paradox costs five. When you play the stratagem, kill a friendly squad. Summon a friendly squad that was killed into the game into play with into base contact with a friendly port market. Immediately gains two reinforcement tokens and immediately reinforces. If you have at least one victory point, you may choose to reduce your victory point total by one to instead summon a friendly titan that was killed that game into play with a friendly portal marker. Attach two assets to the titan. This I think you take every time. Uh, because bringing your stuff back is just good. Helps you win that attrition game. Deranged laughter costs two. When you play the stratagem, the opponent must name a suit. Reveal the top five cards of your fate deck to the opponent. Draw any cards. Draw any the name suit into your hand and discard the rest. If one or more jokers were discarded, you gain a big B. Cost two. Deranged laughter is solid. Um, and deranged laughter and the burning man descends both help fuel the discard strategies. So if you're running a list like, uh, Running a list with the the hor- with the the horrors, who get to reactivate if you cycle through your entire deck. These are two stratagems that aid that ability. Uh, I think they're critical to making that actually work and function as a more often more often thing. Again, from the ether, when you play the stratagem, summon three breachlings in base contact with a friendly portal marker. They do not all be summoned to the same portal. Uh, you may discard a tactics token to choose a breachling and flip it to glory. Uh, cost four. So that's a cool one. Uh, I like from the aether. I think that one's going to be in your decks a lot. Because breachlings, when they glory, they blow up. Getting more breachlings on the table for free is a great thing. Uh, and then temporary insanity, when you play the stratagem, choose an enemy squad fire team with at least one shaken token on its unit. The immediately gain, immediately takes an action of your choice against a target of your choice. You may flip cards for it until the action is resolved. Place the stratagem back in your stratagem deck, cost three. So you get to take over an enemy fire team for a minute. It takes an action. You control it. It's pretty cool. And then Chaos Fishers. Discard your hand for the remainder of the turn. You may cheat with the top card of your deck instead of your control hand. If you cheat with a card lower value than initial card, you may drive the higher value card into your hand instead of discarding it. You do not need to discard tactics tokens to take actions granted by the operation. 
that is an incredibly powerful ability, and this should be cost five, which is what it is. So that is that is very solid. And then fire from the sky. When you play the stratagem, choose any enemy fire team in play. Just have a strength to hit. You may not cheat the penetration flip. Instead of removing the stratagem from the game, you may discard a card. If you do so, place the stratagem back in your hand. It cannot be played again this turn. Cost three. And that, my friends, is all the stratagems that are currently in the game. I want you to really think about stratagems this week. Look at them. Look at how they would interact with your particular list. How can you better build your stratagem deck, better select the best six to support what your list is trying to do? Maybe it helps support what you're doing anyway. Maybe your best option is to reinforce some of your weaknesses. Maybe it's to aid uh, your decision-making process. And then I want you to think about how tactically in your games you can start timing your purchases of them. When is it better to have the ability to have cards or to have outs? And when is it better to have these stratagems in hand so that you can take advantage of the opportunities in the game that are presented at a tactical level to go ahead, change the game with these incredibly powerful cards uh, that help change the rules, help give you activation advantage, uh, help give you just that little shot in the arm that sometimes is required to take a game out of equilibrium and just put it slightly in your favor, and then you can build on that advantage for the remainder of the game. So that is what I leave you with. Thank you for listening to another Coordinated Strike. Uh, we'll be back soon. I wish you all happy holidays, uh, happy and safe holidays, and a great new year. And remember, if you have a tactics token, you can make a Coordinated Strike. <laughs>